All right, Kevin. What happened to your hand? Yes, yeah, so it had a little bit. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were out tubing, and I don't know if it's because of how I fell or the way I was holding on, but I, I, you know, I fall into the water. I get back up, and I'm like, oh, that's a lot of fun. Let's go again. And then I see my hand, and it's like all crooked. And I'm like, oh, shoot. But you know what? My favorite part of that was yeah. I, I get up out of the water, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have 11 boys in the boat. Sorry to call you out, Jose. I'm like, I have 11 boys in the boat. I don't want to freak anyone out. So I tell Jose in Spanish, I broke my finger in Spanish, right, so that no one hears me. And by the time I get up, everyone's like, let me see, let me see, let me see. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. Wow. It was fun? Yeah, it was, it was a lot fun. Of fun. How fun was it when they had to reset your finger? Oh, that wasn't fun. That hurt a lot. Yeah. But thankfully, yeah, it'll heal pretty soon. So, Kevin's yeah. tough. I was in there when our medic team was helping him, and he was laughing. So, yeah. I laugh when I'm in pain. I don't know why, but yeah. yeah he, was, he was laughing. It just through. happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that we had those medics there. Yeah. So then you went, to, you went to urgent care and got a, and a splint or something. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good. Chilling. He's chilling now. He's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, Kevin, why don't you just share your testimony with us? Yeah. So um, I grew up in a Catholic church, um, very common in, in just Hispanic families. Uh, my parents didn't really know what that meant, though, to be a Catholic. I didn't either. Um, like most cases, we weren't so sure what we believed in. It was mostly just tradition. Um, and by when I was about seven years old, my parents got invited to a Christian church. And so, like we talked about in the parable of the, of the so, uh, sower, I believe, I won't talk too much about it since it's my testimony, not my parents, but I believe my parents had that uh, kind of experience of, you know, when the seed falls on the rocky soil and it just springs up real quick. I felt like that was my parents. They they had heard the gospel and, um, you know, they had learned uh, about what it meant to be a Christian. And I felt like they they really accepted that with with joy, um, and I say that that is their that is the case since they no longer, um, you know, since they don't follow Christ now. But um, I'm thankful that um, that still happened since we ended up going to Christian church, and um, I grew up there. I, I went there for many many years. I, I grew up throughout, you know, the youth group and everything, and and um, this church wasn't so clear. Um, at least in the youth with me um, when it came to preaching the gospel. And so I always, you know, knew about Christ and about God and a little bit about his word, uh, but it wasn't so clear to me what it meant to be a Christian and how someone needs to respond to the gospel. And so I grew up without even really knowing about it. Now, looking back, I see that I grew up really trusting in myself and trusting the, the fact that I went to church and was part of, you know, this youth group and was you know, better than the kids at school, I was really trusting um, in myself for salvation and thinking that I was, you know, right with God and thinking, well, of course I am a Christian. I mean, I, I go to church and everything, even though not really knowing what that was. Um, and so now we're in, I'm in high school and um, I'm a junior in high school. And I, I started, you know, realizing that I that I really did not want to go to church anymore. I, I really fell in love with the world even more than I already, you know, loved the world. And I, I wanted to just, you know, be uh, consumed with the sins of the world. And, and I loved everything about it. And and so I stopped going to church as a junior in high school. And, and still, um, it's crazy. I still thought I was a Christian. I don't know how that happened, but I still thought I was a Christian. And um, yeah, years passed by and I'm about maybe 21 now. 
And just because of all the consequences that came with with loving the world and, and being part of it, um, I just faced many consequences. And I thought to myself, you know, so much has happened throughout all these years. What if I just go back to church and, you know, kind of rededicate myself to Christ? And growing up, I had seen people who were older than me do that, um, who would leave the church and, and would just commit, you know, all these sins and would just come back and they would somehow be fixed, you know, by coming back or so I thought. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to church. I, I kind of tried to fix myself up and almost, I didn't really know what repentance was, but I guess I, that's what I try to do for myself. And, and so I, I um, went back to church. I, I started serving. I, I had flunked out of college. So I even told myself, okay, you know, I'll, I'll even sign up for Bible school, whatever it is that the Lord wants me to do, um, supposedly. And so, and so, yeah, I started Bible school. This was in 2020. I was about 22. And um, it was there that I met this friend who was a young Christian. And because he was a young Christian, he was really um, just hungry for the word. And he was really listening to these really good preachers who had these amazing ministries and were really faithful to preach the gospel. And he was so hungry for the word and so hungry um, and just learning as much as he could, he taught me apologetics, and he, you know, showed me these really great and faithful pastors um, who would preach the gospel well and so clearly. And so he, you know, we we got to talking, and we became really good friends. And I started just, um, you know, eating that up as well. Um, and so, come now to about twenty, late twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one, and I, I just couldn't escape the fact that after learning so much and really learning what the gospel was and what it meant to be a Christian, what it meant to be right with God, um, and what true repentance looked like and trust in Christ, I started, you know, becoming really convicted, and, and I didn't want to accept the fact that I was never really a Christian, that I was not right with God, uh, that all these years I wasn't rededicating myself to God, but was actually in sin, and that I loved my sin, and that I loved this world. And so, um, just throughout that season, that's something that the Lord really showed me, and, and, and He convicted me through that um, until I finally came to the point of just repentance and, and, and truly trusting in Christ instead of myself. Um, and after that, I became really hungry for, for just truth and for God's Word. And so, um, the Lord led me here late 2021, got baptized year ago this weekend, right after revival of last year, and really grateful to God that I am here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, maybe you can talk a little bit to our students about um, when you were saying, um, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rededicate my life, and then coming to the realization of, no, it's not a rededication. I need to repent of my sin and put my trust in Jesus for the first time. You know, what were some things that you were thinking at the time? Maybe what what are some things that um, maybe kept you from humbling yourself and just admitting the fact that you need to trust in Christ truly for the first time? Yeah, I would say definitely I was very prideful and I was scared of ruining my reputation. So even at Bible school, I was, and this was Bible school, I was known as one of like the the nice, you know, goody kids. And I was already going to church um, 
and serving at church too. And I thought to myself, you know, what are people going to think? And um, this was a church that really, really thought um, that was true, that you could rededicate yourself. Um, And my Bible school was one that thought about that too. And so I was scared of, you know, professors and, and, and pastors and all these people thinking to myself or telling me, no, you really were a Christian, you know, and I knew that wasn't true. Um, and just, uh, it was my pride and not wanting to give up that reputation that I had, um, was definitely one, one of the biggest reasons. Yeah. I think that's helpful just to remind us that, um, when the Holy Spirit is doing work on your heart, that you just have to ignore what other people are saying or what they might be saying. And you just have to trust, uh, what God is doing in your life and look to his word and, um, just not think about what other people may think or say, but, to truly repent and put your trust in Christ. So, thank you, Kevin. You guys say thank you, Kevin. Welcome. Well, next we have Celeste. So, come on up here, Celeste. (laughs) How's it going? Hi. Hi. Um, My voice is a little gone. A little gone still? You haven't recovered, really? Not quite. No? But well, why? What happened? Uh, revival happened. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, yeah. I like to go all in for revival and cheer a lot. Yeah, and wear dragon costumes. Oh, yeah. Do you still have that? Have you been wearing it this weekend? I think Alyssa has it. She oh. took it home. I, I wasn't going to take it home. It, have you been wearing it? She has. Yeah, just walk. <laughs> just, you gave it to your cousins? It's pretty nasty in there. Oh, you showed it. It's all sweaty and gross. Oh, yeah, Fire Baby. Fire Baby. Yeah, you guys were the only team. No, no, who else used Noah for something? Someone? Tsunami? They didn't make him a jersey, though. That's true, you did. Well, he did cry when you held him, so. <laughs> we, but, but, you know, it's okay. You got the spirit points anyways. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's true. Okay, Celeste, why don't you share your testimony with us? Yeah, so I grew up um, in a family that had, like, Christian values. My dad was Catholic. Um, We didn't really go to church. I moved to California when I was, like, about five. So I didn't really have, like, any friends, any connections, really. I was also five. Um, (laughs) But my neighbors, um, like, a few years later, they had invited me and my siblings to go to church with them. And so my parents were like, yeah, you can go to church with them. So we would go to this one church. I didn't really care about going to church. I was just like, oh, like, my friend's there, so I'll go with her. Um, And then eventually my neighbors ended up coming to Compass. And so when they came to Compass, I came to Compass. Um, My parents came for a little bit, and I started really coming when, like, I was in about, like, fifth grade. So I was in the edge, and that's when I really started going. Um, and my parents would come like off and on. So really it was on me to kind of like get my own rides to church and just figure out my own way to get to church. And I liked coming to church. I had friends here. Um, so I just always had a good time. There were games. There was, it was always fun. Um, and when I came into the narrow, that's when I had heard the gospel for the first time. And when I had realized, Hey, I'm not a Christian, I'm a sinner, um, But I didn't really do anything with that. I just remember being scared of hell and not wanting to go there. And I was like, okay, I'll pray a prayer and I'm good to go. Um, And that was very much not the case. Nothing changed. 
Um, and then I was just going through a lot of depression and sadness and anxiety at the time. Um, and so I was really struggling with that, and I always felt, like, very alone. And I remember my eighth grade year, one night I had broken down in um, small groups realizing, hey, like, I'm, I'm still not a Christian, um, and I'm just broken, and I'm filled with all this hurt and sadness and anxiety, um, and I still didn't do anything about it. And we ended up having a winter revival, and I went to that. And my leader had noticed, oh, hey, like, She's being a little quiet. There's some thoughts going on there. And so I still didn't do anything. And that following week, I ended up meeting with my leader, and we talked about it, and I realized, hey, you know, I'm still not a Christian. And so I was like, okay, I'll say a prayer, and I'll be good to go. So that's what I did. I said a prayer, and from then on, I said I was a Christian. Going through high school, I always said I was a Christian. I was involved in True North. I helped with the True North Club. I was serving in church, but all of it wasn't because I actually loved God and because I actually wanted to serve God. It was because I liked the way I appeared to people and I held the fear of man higher than God. So I viewed the people around me as higher than God. I didn't actually care that I was living in sin. I didn't care about what I was doing in that. I was supposed to be doing it for God, but I was doing it to please other people and to look a certain way. So if I was serving in Awana, it was because, oh, I'm supposed to serve in Awana. My friends are serving Awana. Or even if um, just like going to church on the weekends, which I never went to main service. I only went to like True North and Narrow, and I would do that just to hang out with my friends. I would go to small groups, hang out with my friends, called myself a Christian. I thought I was good. Um, I understood the gospel. I could answer all the questions. I had basic like church kid knowledge um but if you were to ask me like deeper questions about the bible i wouldn't be able to tell you because i didn't read my bible i didn't pray um it was all just very surface level um so i didn't actually care that i was living in sin and then in high school i went through some pretty rough things and instead of going to god and trusting in god and going to his word for a firm foundation, I just, I didn't. I turned away from church, um, and by my senior year of high school, I stopped coming to church altogether. Um, and then that's also when COVID happened, and so that was kind of like, oh, it's an easy out, like, you know, everything's on lockdown, shouldn't go to church, my parents didn't want me to go out of the house, so that was like an easy way to get out of going to church was, I don't have to, there's a pandemic, don't wanna get sick, we're good. Um, I was very much not good, though. So on one hand, I was professing that I was a Christian. I would never share the gospel. And at one point, I even said, like, oh, there's only so much prayer can do. Like, God can't do anything. Um, prayer isn't that powerful. Meanwhile, I was proclaiming I was a Christian. Um, and so this entire time, I thought I was a Christian. And I wasn't going to church for, like, two years well, I had one friend, and she just kept saying, oh, like, hey, you should come to the bridge, which is our college ministry. Um, like, oh, you should come. Like, it's totally different. Like, you should still, like, come and give it a try. Like, I think you'd like it. Like, you need to go to church. And I just kept saying no. Um, and I was very stubborn in that. I kept saying no for the longest time. And she just kept asking and asking and asking. So I was like, okay, I'll go. So you stop asking me. So I went um, in 2021 
So it was um, the bridge kickback. And she's like, it's okay, there's gonna be lots of new people, you'll be fine. So I was like, okay, but you can't leave my side. So I went and she did end up leaving my side. And I was like, ah, I'm all alone. Um, <laughs> and I was totally freaking out. I was totally like super shy and quiet and I still had a lot of anxiety at this time. Um, and for some reason, I kept coming to the bridge. Don't know why, that was definitely God working in me and nothing on my part and my willingness to come. Um, and about like three weeks, maybe a month after that, one of my close friends who was like an older brother to me, we were supposed to hang out and catch up um, during the week and just grab lunch, talk about life. Um, he randomly just had a brain aneurysm out of nowhere and died. Um, so that was like super shocking, super unexpected. And I remember at that point being like, whoa, okay, I'm calling myself a Christian. I have not shared the gospel with him once, and now he's dead. Um, and so that was just such a scary thought to me that all this time I'd been calling myself a Christian, and my life was not in alignment with that. My heart and my motivation for everything was just very people-based. I didn't actually care about what God thought about me. I knew I was living in sin, but I didn't care that I was living in sin. Um, I didn't actually deny myself in any way and deny my sin. I just kept going like I was. And so when um, my friend died, I was like, whoa, what am I doing with my life? My life could end at any second. I just watched one of my close friends die. When's my life going to end? What am I doing with my life? And so I remember at that point being like, okay, I need to like get back on track. And this whole time, I had thought I was a Christian. And so even just going forward through that, I ended up having another death in my family like less than four months later. So it was just back to back of like being surrounded by death and it being so in my face. Um, and me just being like, okay, God's trying to teach me something through this. What is he teaching me? And it's kind of weird because I wasn't angry at God or upset with him. I knew that he had a purpose for all of it. Um, I just didn't know what that was. And so throughout this time, I kept calling myself a Christian. Um, and even, like, if you had asked me, like, six months ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, I got saved when I was in eighth grade. Um, I even got baptized when I was in high school, but it was only because it was, like, what I should do. I knew that I should do it. It wasn't because I actually wanted to do it. It was because, okay, everyone around me is doing it. My friends are doing it. I should do it. I kind of have to do it. So that was my, my reason and my purpose for all of that. Um, and it wasn't until, um, like, the previous year, this question started popping up. When did I actually become a Christian? And so that question would pop up all the time, and I would just constantly be like, well, no, I did this and this, so it's fine. I was a Christian during that time. But every time I thought, I would put that question to rest, and I would answer, and I'd be like, okay, no, I was a Christian. Maybe a couple weeks, a couple months would go by, and that question would pop up again. I'd be like, okay, here we go again. Um, I guess I'll just pray through it this time and figure out when that was. Um, and so I just kept trying to convince myself of when that was. So I was so self-deceived about my relationship with God and what I had been going through this entire um, time between eighth grade to 
like my sophomore year of high school or sophomore year of college um, that I was just so blinded by my own sin and my own pride that I didn't realize what my relationship with God actually was and that was that there was nothing there. Um, And so when I came back to church in 2021, that's when I had really started to notice a difference in my heart and just in my motivation for everything. And I actually hadn't even noticed it. I thought, like, it was totally fine. Like I said, I still thought I was a Christian. Um, So a few months ago, this question popped up again. Okay, when did I actually become a Christian? And so I was like, man, I thought I already went through this. I thought I already knew this. Why is this still popping up? Um... And I wasn't doubting that I was a Christian. It was just when. Um, So through lots of just prayer and reflecting and even talking with, like, my friends and my small group leader and just being like, hey, like, okay, like, do you see any, like, changes? Like, when do you think that was? And I remember my small group leader being like, oh, you didn't know that you weren't a Christian? That was so obvious. It was, like, night and day difference. And I was like, what? Why didn't you tell me? And she's like, oh, I thought you knew. And then talking to my close friend who had brought me to the bridge, and she was like, yeah, you did not want to talk about God at all. You, Anytime I brought him up, it was just like, yeah, switch the topic. Or she compared me to a cat with its claws, like dug into furniture and trying to like pull the cat away. And you know, if you know anything about cats or claws, like they're stuck in there. They're not going to budge. So that's what I, I know, was compared to. I know to. what you mean. If they don't, I understand. Yeah, you, you have guys, a cat. You get it? I have a cat. You guys have a little black cat. So some of them get it, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, so that's what the comparison was. Um, yeah, so I didn't really actually have any interest in knowing God or having a relationship with God. It was just, okay, what about the people around me? How can I look good to the people around me? How can I um, elevate my status and look good to the people around me? And so I realized through lots of prayer, like, oh, man, okay, so that time where I was saying I was a Christian, I actually wasn't a Christian. Um, And so I was able to narrow it down to, um, like, from July of 2021 to around December, so trying to get, like, an exact smaller time frame, but that's when I would say the biggest change had happened in my life, when my motivations changed, when I started to serve, and I love serving and getting into God's word and praying and doing it for myself and for a relationship with God and fully trusting in him um, like I never had before and trusting in what he did for me and just letting him control my life and everything that I do because um, that wasn't there before. And if you had really like looked into my life and started probing, you would have seen that. But I was so self-deceived and so prideful and stubborn about where I was with God um, that I just, yeah, I didn't care. But so, yeah, that, that's my testimony. Great. Um, something that I hope that all of you will learn and take away from Celeste's testimony is that it's very, very easy to lie to yourself. It's so easy to say, I'm a Christian, I'm fine, I prayed a prayer once, and to just lie to yourself for for so many years. And ultimately, what it came down to 
was Celeste had to take a look at her life and be honest and say, okay, I've been saying for years and years that I'm a Christian, but I'm not living like it. My life does not match up to what the Bible says my life should be. So maybe that's you. Maybe you've just been saying for a long time that you are a Christian and you've just been taking that for granted, but when you're honest, your life doesn't look like it. And if that's the case, that you need to humble yourself. You need to admit that you're not living the way that Christ says to live. And so I'm so glad that God brought you to that point and he saved you. So thank you, Celeste. Anytime. All right. We have time for one more. So, uh, so Josh, Josh is going to come on up and share his testimony with us. All right. How's it going, Josh? It's going good. How was your first revival on the other side? Not a student, but a leader. It was very fun, but also very tiring. Very tiring. I was exhausted. Did your guys yeah. keep you up late or anything? Not too late. No. They went to bed at a reasonable time. Yeah. You guys, you have some good guys, right? Yeah. 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 Good guys. That's good. That's good. You were on Team Hurricane? I was, yeah. So you guys were very close to winning, but... I think the closest I've ever been. Closest you've ever been? Out of how many revivals? Oh, yeah. How many have you been to? I think that made it like six. Oof. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of revivals. Yep. <laughs> All right, Josh. Why don't you share your testimony with us? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian family. Both my parents are Christians, right? <clears throat> grew up going to church. I went to Saddleback Church. Uh, so I kind of just assumed I was a Christian, right? You know, I go to church. I'm a good kid. I, I was very much the stereotypical, like, Christian guy. You know, I didn't do anything bad. I listened to my parents. Went to church, paid attention, all that good jazz, right? And so I grew up, yeah, in that environment. And for a while, I just sat there, right? Didn't do anything bad, but didn't really do anything good, right? I was, it wasn't until my parents got divorced, right? That, yeah, that was, wasn't as bad as it could have been, I'm going to say. Like, you hear horror stories about parents' divorces. Um, fortunately, God blessed me with that not being as bad as it could have been. But it was still hard, right? I didn't know what was going on at the time, right? Uh, and shortly after that, maybe a year or so later, my dad got remarried to my amazing stepmom. And we, she was going to Compass at the time. So my dad was like, all right, we're all going to Compass now. And I started going. At first, I really didn't like it. Like, I was just like, I don't like this place at all. It was different. I didn't have any friends. Didn't really know anybody there. Um, and that was around sixth grade, right? So a year or so goes by. I am in the narrow. I have a couple friends. I go to my first revival. Um, and that was where I think, that was where I first really understood the gospel. Obviously, it had been preached to me at some point before, right? But I didn't really pay much attention, never really hit me. I didn't understand. Um, but at this revival, I was sitting there under the preaching of Pastor Mike, and that was when I first understood. I realized, oh, crap. I'm not a Christian. Like, I, I didn't get this right. Hang on. And so I went back to the room, right? One night, I was like, well, what do I do about this, right? And, you know, the thought came in my mind, oh, well, I guess all I have to do is you know, say a prayer, I'll be fine, right? Do some good things, right? Read my Bible, that's, that's a Christian, right? And so I 
made a profession of faith. I said, all right, God, cool. I'm Christian now. Woo. Um, yeah, I did it. And, you know, a little bit goes by. I go to eighth grade, right? And we have winter revival. Same type of thing. It's a sermon being preached, and I'm sitting there. And I'm reexamining my life, right? I'm feeling this conviction yet again. And I'm like, what's this? I thought I already, I thought I already got this taken care of, right? But then I start to look back at my life, and I go, well, okay, hang on. Nothing really changed, right? I said I'd read my Bible. I said I'd do all the things. I said I'd stop doing this, right? But I didn't do any of that, right? I didn't stop. I didn't actually do what I was supposed to do. I didn't have any fruit, right? And looking back on my life, I go, oh, crap. I messed it up again. And so I really sat, I sat there. We had a, like, an all-acoustic, like, worship night, and I remember sitting there in my bed, and I was going... Just thinking, okay, well, if this is what it really means to be a Christian, right? I give my entire life over to Christ. This is something I want to do, right? I counted the cost. I said, sat there, and I went, wow, this is something that should be taken seriously. Like, I shouldn't just go, oh, sweet, I'm a Christian now. And after sitting there for a few minutes, I went, well, okay. If this is, this is something that's obviously worth it, right? This is something that I want to do. This is what I want to be. Right? I don't, obviously, I don't want to go to hell, but I also, I love God. I want to have communion with him. I want to be a Christian. And so it was there that I really gave my life to Christ. I repented, had faith, and from there I actually changed. I started to see myself wanting to read the Bible, growing in my faith, dealing with sin, right? And yeah, from there <clears throat> I started wanting to be more involved, to do all these things, right? And so, when I look back on that, right, it's been really cool to see because Compass was not something that I first enjoyed. I actually really disliked it. It was something that came out of my parents' divorce, my dad getting remarried, right? But when I look back, I can see, oh my goodness, God used it for good, right? Divorce is something that God hates, right? Obviously, there are exceptions, but divorce is something that we generally don't want, right? It's something that hurts and it damages. But I look back and I saw God using that for my salvation, for good, right? And so, yeah, that's my testimony. That's great. Yeah, praise God for his, for his, uh, his faithfulness. Um, something that I want to tell you guys also is um, keep in mind that a lot of our leaders have literally sat in the same chairs that you're sitting in right now that they have grown up in this church, that they've been a part of the Narrow, they've been through True North, that they've been here for a while, and they understand what you are going through. They understand. So please, please do not make the mistake of coming to TNN and going to small groups and just remaining quiet. Don't let the devil get your ear and tell you things like no one will understand, that you should just stay quiet, don't bring this up. Your leaders understand what you're going through. And your small groups are the perfect time for you to be honest and to open up about the things that you're going through because they've walked through it too, right? So, um, yeah, Josh, thank you. Your, your, your testimony is just a more of a testimony to the faithfulness of God to go through the difficult things in life, but he never left you. He's, he will never forsake you. Um, and, again, just having to reevaluate your life over and over, not being content with saying, 
yeah, I'm a Christian, so I'm good, and I don't want to think about it anymore, but feeling conviction and humbling yourself and saying, okay, I, I need to figure this out. How am I living? What does my life look like? And then coming to the realization of, okay, it's not matching up what the Bible says, so that, that means that I can't be a Christian. And so um, I hope that this has been encouraging for you guys. I hope that you've enjoyed watching the baptism and listening to your leaders' testimonies. Again, listen. If you have any questions about the gospel, if you have anything that you're confused about, you need to talk to your leaders about it because that's what they are here for. They're here for you, for you to grow in your faith. Guys in the back, I hope that you're paying attention. Your leaders are here for you, all right? So thank you, leaders. We've got a couple that didn't have time for, so next time we'll get them up here to share their testimonies with you. Um, Let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed. God, thanks again for... Uh, this wonderful weekend that we've had to to hear the stories from so many people about what you've done in their lives, how you've taken them from the domain of darkness and you've transferred them into the kingdom of light. God, we're so grateful for the work that you do and that you will continue to do. So God, I pray for all of our students here and if they don't know you, that they would come to know you very, very soon. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.